Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Stephen Jarvis Reviews. How are you doing on this beautiful Friday morning? It's kind of chilly. But today we are talking about Halloween 5, The Revenge of Michael Myers, which is a 1989 American slasher film written and directed by Dominique Gerard. It is the fifth installment in the Halloween series, which also stars Donald Pleasance and Daniel Harris and continues the Thorn Trilogy story arc from Halloween for the return of Michael Myers, and concludes it with Halloween the Curse of Michael Myers, or Halloween 6. The film follows Michael Myers returning to Haddonfield to murder his niece, Jamie, one year after she was institutionalized for trying to kill her foster mother. The on-screen titles do not display The Revenge of Michael Myers, which was used in all promotional material, TV spots, trailers, and merchandising, simply says Halloween 5. Halloween 5 was was released in theaters on October 13th, 1989 and grossed 11.6 million at the domestic box office on a budget of 5.5 million making it the poorest performing film in the series today. It received negative reviews from cr- critics upon release. Um so the way Halloween 5, The Revenge of Michael Myers opens is we see Michael being shot down into a mine shaft where he falls down into it. Um, they, uh, Ben Meeker, a bunch of lynch mob or people in a lynch mob and the state police toss dynamite down there to finish him off. But by the time they do that, he has enough time to escape before the dynamite explodes, and then he locates a local hermit and falls into a coma, um, who the hermit ends up taking care of him and nursing him back to health. And then one year later, we see Michael awaken, kills the hermit, and then returns to Haddonfield to find his niece again. Uh, what makes this movie so interesting was just that they took the um, Holt of Thorn storyline and um, put it into this one again. I I really, like I've said before, I really never liked the Rune uh, story arc. It, it It's not a bad story arc. I mean, there's been worse ones in horror films, but it just... I feel like making Michael, and we don't really find out that Michael is possessed by this cult of thorn or whatever crap it is. Um, we don't find that out until Halloween 6, The Curse of Michael Myers. But a lot of the groundwork for what Halloween 6 would later become is put in this movie. Um, they got campy shit in here. Uh, sorry for the language, but it, it they got officers that two uh, sheriff deputies that when they uh walk up on the scene, you hear a clown theme, and it, I mean, it, people say Halloween two thousand eighteen had bad jokes and all that. It, evidently, probably never seen Halloween five. Um, but yeah, uh, Jamie is a mute in this movie or she has lost her ability to talk f and i'm sure they wanted to do the 
trauma she went through of stabbing her uh, stepmother in the last film and then also being chased by her uncle, the boogeyman, or Michael, whatever they wanted to call him at this point. Um, and also you have a lot of scenes that got cut out of this movie that I think would have made it a much better movie. Um, another funny thing about the story is that Jamie now has telepathic like, she gets visions of when Michael's going to kill. Or when Michael is somewhere where Jamie knows someone's in trouble. And Rachel, her protector, her, you know, stepsister, is trying to still be there. Because, in a way, I think Rachel knew Michael would come back. Um, even Dr. Loomis knows it. You know, um, and when it finally happens, Rachel is killed off. Um, very, very sad, you know, that she had to be killed off. But I think ultimately what that leads up to is that near the end where Jamie has to go one-on-one -on -one with Michael in a way, um, in, a, in that psychological type of sense. Um, but, you know, it's a very good movie. I like it. Um, my ranking for it would probably be a 5 out of 10. Just because I think it could have been better. Um, Dominique, the director of this, was new. Um, and, you know, I, I understand that, you know, him being a quote-unquote fan of the series um kind of probably got him through the door but you know he he did the best he could um the i i wish they wouldn't have done the whole cult of thorn like i say you don't learn more about it you see a like tattoo like thing in michael's like wrist and in any other movie you never seen it but now, surprisingly, it's there. Um, and it, it some of the kills are cut down. I know this movie tried to fight, was fighting with an X rating because there was so much blood and gore and mayhem in it, which kind of makes me sad that about that because you see movies now like Saw and all these very, very gory type movies. And back then it was like, oh, no, can't do that. But now, oh, yeah, we can do it now. Um, it's uh, it's interesting with the way this movie came off, though. I, I would like to put that in my ranking, in the 5 out of 10 ranking, because it, it has Michael, it has Loomis, it has the new... Uh, target for Michael and that being his niece, Jamie Lloyd. But, um, I, and, and like I've said, to make a good Halloween movie, you need Michael Loomis or someone that is at least, or like Laurie Strode or Jamie or whatever. Um, but this movie misses the mark to me. I, th and, and I may be the only one that thinks that that's why I do these reviews. I'm not trying to sway anyone towards my viewpoint it's just an opinion 
It's just that I think what had happened with this movie is that not only did you have a director that was probably inexperienced, should have never gotten the job, but hey, who am I to say it? I'm not a Hollywood big shot. So that's, again, just my opinion. Um, yeah, to, an amateur act, a director, you had things that had to be cut out of the movie in order to not get it rated X. Um, you had a storyline that, in my opinion, didn't work or didn't reach people with the uh, Colton Thorn or the marking on Michael and then the man in black later having the uh, same marking on it. And plus, I think when they got rid of Rachel and then put it on Tina, which then Tina later dies, and then it's just Jamie and Loomis, I think that's where they went wrong. Um, granted, as a whole, the movie is not bad. It is not bad. There's been <laughs> Resurrection, uh, the second Rob Zombie remake. There, there, there has been worse in the franchise, and Halloween Five is I. Critics are gonna say what they want to say. I honestly could say that Halloween Resurrection or the second Rob Zombie Halloween were probably the worst. Um, but the movie had its flaws, and you know I don't know why they did the that Jamie had a psychic link with Michael and oh that. Uh, and I think it's really, really weird why they had to do that. I don't I don't think the movie needed it, in my opinion. Um from from the guys who uh uh did rewatch the movie, they did a review on this and I think it was a script review maybe. But if you guys wanna see it, go on YouTube, type in We Watched a Movie Halloween Five. And they talk about a scene that I think would have been really, 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 really good was that Michael was going to show up. I think that's how they said it. Don't quote me on this, but Michael was going to show up to the uh, Haddonfield's Children's Clinic and just there's going to be a bunch of like SWAT team and whatnot. And he was just going to go nuts. I mean, he was just going to go in there and just kill as many of them as he can. Um, you're going to see one of the officers get his head snapped all the way back around. And then, for whatever reason, it was cut. I, I think that movie would have made it better in that way. I think that scene could have helped the movie a bit, showing that, hey, Michael really wants to get to his niece, and he thinks by killing all these people, putting her by herself is going to help him out. Um, the ending <laughs> in the Myers house is kind of, meh, I would say it could have been, again, could have been better. Um, Loomis, 
or Jamie, now knowing that Loomis may be right, decides to ask Loomis, can you kill him? Where Loomis says, yes, I can. Or, yes, I think I can, or whatever he says. And they end up at the Myers house, um, trying to trap Michael, and all the cops are there, um, led by Sheriff Meeker, SWAT teams there. And what they want to do is trap Michael and then kill him. That, that's pretty much what it's looking like. Um, but Michael doesn't show up. So all of a sudden, Jamie starts freaking out and saying, Billy, which Billy is her friend who is also, he has stuttering issues. You never really, I guess, know why Billy ended up in the um, um you never really get more of a backstory to Billy other than they you know he stutters and all that um but she's saying Billy and they find out that sub or supposedly Michael is at the clinic or he had broken into the clinic which prompts Meeker and everyone to leave only for a two troopers and Loomis and Jamie to be around so four people in total and Michael shows up kills the trooper outside then he gets into his house Loomis goes like hey I'll bring you up there and and Loomis is like Loomis is trying to reason with them where Michael lowers the knife and then slashes at Loomis, throws Loomis over the stair banister. Um, he kills Trooper Block, who was trying to protect Jamie. Um, and then Jamie is being... Michael chases Jamie throughout the house, which she hides in a laundry suit chute, and then Michael finds her in there when he goes downstairs. She abandons that, um, goes upstairs, finds her, Max the dog, uh, Rachel and Mike in the attic. Um, then she climbs into a casket when she hears Michael coming up the stairs. Um, Michael finds her and attempts to kill her, but then she says, uncle. And then Michael removes his mask. And then he, you see a tear come from his eye. And she goes, when Jamie touches his face, he goes nuts. For whatever reason, he goes nuts because she touched his face. Oh, my God, she touched my face. Um, <laughs> Jamie ends up running downstairs. And then Loomis grabs her, uses her as bait. Um, and then lures him into a trap. Shoots him with a tranquilizer gun a couple of times and then beats him with a wooden plank. Loomis claps from a stroke when he falls on Michael. And Meeker and the rest of the police end up returning after they figure out that there was all ruse. 
um, Michael is taken into custody, which is funny because he's chained chained in his cell with his mask still on. I mean, if anything, if anything, when you're arrested, if you have a mask on, I'm pretty sure they'll take that off. But in this movie, he's still got it on. He's sitting there, sitting there, sitting there. Uh, Meeker shows Jamie where he's that he's chained in a cell, um, awaiting for the National Guard to transport him to a prison where he'll serve a life sentence and hopefully he dies. But um, Jamie, not pleased by that, says he'll never die. Um, and then they, one of the troopers tries to, or one of the officers is going to bring Jamie home when a uh, mysterious man in black who shows up earlier in the film um, arrives and launches a surprise attack on the police station with an explosion, uh, then kills a lot of them with a machine gun. Uh, Jamie goes back inside and supposedly finds the body of Meeker um, and then three of his other men dead. But yet, I don't think they ever show Meeker really dying. I, I don't remember it. If they do, I'll have to go back and watch it. Um, but then she finds Michael's cell is empty. The back door of the police station is broken open. And she cried. She ends up breaking down tears, realizing Michael is free again and all that. And the movie ends. Uh, great. It, like I said, it's not a great, great Halloween movie, but it's still what it was laying out for... What it was laying out was that they were going to make Halloween 6, the next movie, the ending trilogy of the rune or the Cult of Thorn thing. Um, which I think if they would have done, if they would have switched stories, maybe, like had Halloween six be have the story of Halloween five and then Halloween five have the story of Halloween six. Who knows? It may have been really much a better movie. Um, the thing is with this movie, and I go back to it. I'm sorry if I'm flip flopping again, but the thing I go with this movie is that they got rid of so much that made this movie sound so cool. I mean. When I listen to, we watched a movie talk about it, it's just like, oh man, you know, just that scene where Michael goes to the clinic or whatever and he just kills all the cops there. And I'm not by no means trying to be weird with saying that, but just that scene could have made this movie better. I mean... And I'm not advocating anything against police or anything. That's not what I'm about. I'm not advocating that. But just hearing that scene probably would have made this movie so much better. And, you know, I think it would have shown Michael as this unstoppable killing machine that, you know, will stop at nothing. And... You know, as it was said, this movie actually came out one year after Halloween 4. Um, the horror genre in the mid-80s had 
or the slasher movie craze had pretty much kind of fizzled out near in the in the eighties, leaving Halloween, Friday the thirteenth, and Nightmare on Elm Street as its three franchises that would survive. Um and that's really sad. I mean, after Halloween came out, the first one, once the eighties come about, you had ripoffs, you had just anyone out there that or any company that wanted to jump on the money train of the horror genre were making every freaking like killer movie that you could think of. You had Silent Night, Deadly Night movies, you had April Fool's Day, you had so freaking many of them that it pretty much was killing the slasher movie craze. But yet you had Jason, uh, Freddy, and Michael leading the way. And, you know, that's pretty cool. Um, It also serves to the point that, like I've said a lot of times, whenever the horror genre kind of, like, subsides, bring back and and this was happening that just happened before Halloween 2018 we had went through such a dramatic change in the way that horror movies or the slasher genre was seen and they bring back Halloween 2018 it does good it it did really good i don't care what people say about the Halloween 2018 it did what it was supposed to and it's bringing back the craze that kind of was dead and i'll say it um i think without halloween and all that i think a lot of these movies wouldn't have been made i've always said that um and you know also with this movie, Jamie was actually originally supposed to be evil in this movie because she had stabbed her stepmother at the end of the first one, or at the end of the first one, at the end of the fourth movie. Um, the studio and Nakad did not like it, so they brought in someone else. Um, and, you know... Donald Pleasance, who plays Loomis, didn't like that they changed that. They felt like Jamie should have been... He felt that Jamie should have been evil. Um, And Daniel Harris, the actress who played Jamie, was all for it. She was like... The way Halloween 4 ended, she thought she was going to be the killer. Or come back and be Michael's sidekick, you know. And I would have liked to have seen it. Um, and then, of course, with the hermit, uh, who was shown at the beginning, was originally supposed to be a younger guy. Um, and his shack was supposed to be filled with ancient runes, tablets, and other items for resurrection. Um, but they refilmed the scene was filmed, but then they reshot it with an older guy. Um, and 
you know, another thing that I think brings it down to a five out of 10 ranking is that the director of this movie wanted people to relate to Michael. And I don't think you can do it. Um, I don't think you can. And, you know, it's the music is on point. I think, again, Halloween 4's music was really good. Um, I honestly think had Halloween 5 possibly done a little bit of a different story, who knows, this movie could have been top 10. And a lot of people's is, it is top 10 uh, in their rankings. I don't know where it's ranked in mine. I, I wouldn't even begin to know where. I could do that for you guys one day, just rank the Halloween films that I really like. And like I say, guys, again, this is my opinions. I'm not trying to spread hate or whatever crap like that, like some of these other podcasts are, or spread ideas to people. It's just, it's my opinion. You know, that's why I put it as the Stephen Jarvis Reviews podcast. It's not trying to change anyone's view on the film. There's a lot of people like this. I know I've gotten in disagreements with people on the We Watched a Movie fan group page because I said, well, you know, it could have been better. And they would just say, oh, no, you don't know what you're talking about. You're not a real fan and all that crap. Well, I am a real fan because if you ask my fiance, she'll tell you, I watch these movies religiously. I can't wait for Halloween Kills this year because last year we were supposed to get it, but then this whole COVID crap comes out. And had to wait another year, which they've already said, well, we should just put it on VOD. Well, I mean, when me and Alyssa went to the theaters this year to go see Kong versus Zilla, Godzilla, it, I wasn't scared. I'm sorry, I'm not scared of COVID. It's, it's starting to get to the point where a lot of states are opening and, and I'm not making this about political shit i'm sorry about that i shouldn't have said that but like i say the movie theaters are opening a lot of them aren't some are but trust me guys if you haven't seen halloween 5 revenge of mike myers go see it it is a it's not the greatest in the franchise but it's not the worst i don't critics like i said critics are critics they're gonna say what they want to say and who knows? Um, I think, to be all honest, that this movie is really good. Some of the things, yes, could have been changed. But, like I've also said, watch it. I think you guys would like it. If you haven't seen it, you'll love it. You'll probably love it. You'll probably think, hey, you know, maybe Steven's right. It's not the greatest, but I think you guys will like it. Also, guys, um, almost my 30-minute max here, but thank you so much for listening. Um, I hope everyone's doing all right in this crazy, crazy world. Um, sorry about not recording on Monday. I was kind of been having a bad couple of weeks here with my uh, mental illness and all that. So hopefully... I can get that under control again. I know I've been talking about going back to therapy and all that. So hopefully everything goes well. Um, again, very, very sorry. 
I will make it up to you guys on mo this Monday with. God, I will. I want to do another Halloween one, but also I just I'll, I'll surprise you guys with whatever I do on Monday. All right. Um, I hope you guys are okay. And from the bottom of my heart, know that thank you for all the support you've given me on this podcast. Never thought I'd have done this or gotten this far with as many people that have listened. Um, means so, so much to me. And like I said, if you guys want me to talk about anything other than politics and, you know, all that other crap, just go on the fan page and say, hey, Steven, you know, and this is on Facebook. Also, you can go on Twitter and say, hey, Stephen, could you review this movie or this video game or this TV show or this music? Um, I honestly, as long as, like I said, it ain't political or anything to do with politics or any of that crap, I will. Um, if you want me to talk, tell my story about my dealings with mental health, I can do that. But thank you so very much, guys. I appreciate it. And I hope you're all doing well out there. Much love and happiness from me to you, all of you. Thank you so very much. This is Stephen Jarvis signing out.